This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents the Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, one of the most persistent questions I get when I give a talk or a sermon, and I speak of God's will, walking God's path, doing what God wants, one of the most persistent questions is, okay, Father, how do I know? How do I discern? Fine, if I knew for sure this is the will of God, of course I would do it. But how do I know? One of the best places to look in the scripture for an answer to this question is our first reading for this week. It's taken from the first book of Samuel, the story we know well. It's the story of the call of Samuel. And like a lot of these beautiful biblical passages, it's a story that contains in itself a spiritual program. When it's read symbolically, we can see the whole spiritual life encapsulated. Remember how the story begins from the first book of Samuel. Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. The Lord called to Samuel, who answered, Here I am. He ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. I did not call you, Eli said. Go back to sleep. Origen said that every detail of the scripture is meaningful and should be treasured the way you treasure every morsel of the Blessed Sacrament. So we attend to the details. How's the story open? Samuel is asleep in the temple. Christian sleeping is a great biblical theme for inattentiveness. Your sleep. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, wrestling with the will of his Father. At the high point of spiritual attentiveness, Peter, James, and John, and the other disciples are asleep. Not paying attention. Drowsing off. Here, Samuel, listen, is in the temple. He's in the holy place. He's in the church. Sitting even by the ark of God. He's in the holiest place you can imagine. What's he doing? He is sleeping. Here's a first spiritual lesson from this story. You want to know the will of God? You want to discern the will of God? Well, wake up. First step, wake up. Make sure you don't fall asleep to the spiritual dimension of life. You know, a lot of people can be wide awake to their career, they can be wide awake to the world of sports and entertainment. They can be wide awake to a million things. 
but sound asleep when it comes to the things of God and the things of the Spirit. So Samuel snoozing away is symbolic of us often snoozing away in the spiritual life. You know, a few weeks ago I told you about the Magi scanning the night sky looking for signs of God's will. That's symbolic of spiritual attentiveness. Look, be aware. So Samuel needs to wake up. The Lord calls to Samuel. Samuel, Samuel, calls him by name. But the boy is convinced it's the voice of Eli, his teacher. Second spiritual lesson, I think clearly enunciated throughout the Bible. God's word is mysterious, often ambiguous, difficult to discern and understand. Christians, it ought not to surprise us. If, if you walked into my room and began talking to me, a direct conversation, well, very often it's shrouded in ambiguity. Very often you'll leave and I'll say, well, what did she mean? What, what did he actually tell me? I, I'm not sure. Our most ordinary conversations can be puzzling, ambiguous, confusing. Now, Almighty God is talking to you. Almighty God is trying to communicate to you. Are we surprised that sometimes it's puzzling? That we mistake it for something else? That we don't immediately get it? Well, no, we shouldn't be surprised. The Old Testament says, truly you, O God of Israel, are a hidden God. Look, I can point to this and to that and to you and to you, but I can't point to God and say, there's God. There's God. And here's what God means. What God, No, God is, is the ground of being itself. God is the creative energy behind all existence. I can't just point to God clearly. So yes, God's communications will always be puzzling, ambiguous, sometimes difficult to understand. You know, I've said before that God is not like a mountain just dumbly out there waiting for us to climb. As though the spiritual life is all up to me. God is out there someplace, but now it's up to me to find a way to reach God. That's not the biblical vision. Again, in this story, God calls Samuel by name. By name! This kid, he knows him. Samuel, Samuel. Listen, as he called Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Daniel, Elijah, Ezekiel, Amos, Peter, James, John, Paul. It runs like a refrain throughout the Bible that God calls us by name. Listen, he's after us Yes, his communication is sometimes difficult to understand, but God is persistent and personal in his address. So a third spiritual lesson in this story. God wants to communicate with you. Let me say it clearly. With you, 
by name. God is not sending some vague message that applies maybe to, to everybody in general. No, he's addressing you. Expect it. Expect it. But then, again, relating to that second point, you have to work at it. God's voice is sometimes hard to discern. I was coming back from a a long trip a few weeks ago, and just across the aisle from me in the plane was a man who was very carefully working the New York Times Sunday crossword puzzle. Probably the hardest crossword puzzle in the country. And for the whole course of the flight, about a four-hour flight, there he was, carefully working it through. I could see he was making good progress, but often stymied, erasing, redoing. Four hours of careful, concentrated effort to play a game, to figure a puzzle. Friends, when Almighty God calls you by name and says, I want you to be someone and to do something, shouldn't we give God as much time as we give the Sunday crossword puzzle? Shouldn't we give God as much attention and time and energy and effort when we're called by name? Yahweh calls Samuel three times. Each time he goes to Eli and says, Yes, Master, you're calling me. And Eli says, No, I'm not. Go back to sleep. Finally, Eli understands. Listen. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the youth. So he said to Samuel, Go to sleep. And if you are called, reply, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And so when Samuel went to sleep in his place, the Lord came and revealed his presence calling out as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant is listening. Fourth spiritual lesson, we need guides in the spiritual life. Samuel did not understand the nature of the call until Eli, his teacher, his mentor, his friend, interpreted for him. You know, years ago when I was studying here at Wonderline, we had a wonderful teacher named Father Jim Doyle. He said to us, you know, even though you are only 25 or 26 years old, in a few months you're going to become presbyteroi. That's the Greek for elder. Elder. It's what our word priest comes from. A priest is an elder, a guide, and a teacher. What he was telling us was, one of your main tasks in the spiritual life is to be Eli, to be the guide, the one that leads people in the discernment of God's will. And so as you are seeking to know what does God want, you know you're being called by name. You know it's a difficult discernment. You've tried to wake up to the importance of it. Now, seek out a guide. You know, in Dante's Divine Comedy, Dante needs Virgil as a guide. I spoke last week of Tolkien's trilogy, Frodo needs Gandalf to guide him. It's a basic truth in the spiritual life that we need elders. So find priests, 
or that sister or that spiritually alive person, that elder in the life of the Spirit, who can help you discern what God is calling you to, the way Eli helps Samuel to understand. Don't think, Christians, that you can do it on your own. Gosh, every kid going on the baseball or football field needs a guide. Anyone beginning work in a new company needs a guide. So we in the spiritual life need an Eli, a presbyteros, an elder, to guide us. Just a last spiritual lesson, and actually goes beyond the text that the lectionary gives us. I have a couple of colleagues here at Mundelein who teach a course called You Can't Say That in Church. And the course focuses on all those passages in the Bible that aren't in the lectionary, that we don't hear at Mass. Well, one of these things that you don't hear in church is what God tells Samuel. We hear this wonderful story of how he awakens him. But what does he tell him? He tells him something harsh. He tells him that the sons of Eli are going to die for their crimes. Samuel is now being called to be the bearer of very bad news to his elder, to his friend. Christian, sometimes when we discern God's will for us, it's not easy. In fact, I would dare say it's never easy. The world will hold out to you an easy message. But when you discern God's will, you've awakened to it, you've struggled, you've sought guidance, and now you know what God wants. Expect it to be challenging, painful, difficult. But listen, that's how you come alive. Discerning God's will is the whole story. Listen and accept. And God bless. To purchase copies of The Word on Fire, call 847-297-4360. That's 847-297-4360. I hope that you were moved today by The Word on Fire. I pray that, together, we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. You want the kids to eat healthy foods. They want fast foods and sugary snacks. What's a parent or school administrator to do? Call FSP. We provide nutritious, kid-tested, kid-approved meal service to area schools. Our quality breakfast, lunch, and snack plans are easy to implement and affordable. Take the guesswork out of mealtime by calling FSP at 773-385-5100. FSP, we're more than a school food service.